Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Soulfulpreneur Talk Radio with your hosts, Rachel Archelaus and Megan Grandelmeyer. Merging spirituality and business on the Enlightenment Evolution Network. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for listening to Soulfulpreneur Talk Radio, where spirituality and business meet. Our show offers you guests and tools to help you live a purposefully authentic, joy-filled life. I'm Rachel Archelaus, and I'm here with my wonderful co-host, Megan Crandelmeyer. Hi, Rachel. <laughs> Hello, Megan. You can call us at 347-308-8788 if you'd like to be a part of the conversation. Just press 1 on your keypad if you want to talk so that we know you are raising your hand. You can ask questions for our guest, Jonas Elrod, who will be on in just a minute, or you can ask about your spiritual business or life purpose journey. If you are on Blog Talk Radio and have a free account there, you can chat with us. Our chat is open and uh, be part of the conversation as well. Uh, As I quickly mentioned, we have an awesome guest on today. His name is Jonas Elrod. You may have watched his documentary, Wake Up, which was really amazing. It's chronicling his awakening journey and figuring out um, what was going on. Megan's going to talk more about that in a minute. And he recently worked with the Oprah Network, um, interviewing other people about their journey in a show called um, In Deep Shift. It was very good. So you can find us and all of our shows at soulfulpreneur.com. You can also um, find us on facebook.com slash soulfulpreneur. Everything is archived on iTunes, YouTube, and Stitcher, as well as Blog Talk Radio. And we are part of the Enlightenment Evolution Network, which is a network for all things metaphysical. There's a fabulous team of hosts. We've got shows almost every single day of the week. And you can find out more about all of that at facebook.com slash Enlightenment Evolution Network. And any opinions expressed on Soulfulpreneur Radio by us or our guests do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Enlightenment Evolution Network. And today's October 6, 2015, and uh, Megan, we're very <laughs> excited today, right? Yeah, so super excited. Super yeah. excited. Yeah. So um, you want to introduce since, our wonderful guest? Yeah, since we um, we have about 45, 50 minutes with him today, so let me get right to it. I'll read you a quick bio. Uh, Jonas Elrod was leading an ordinary life until he woke up one day to totally new reality. He suddenly could see and hear angels, demons, auras, and ghosts. The documentary movie Wake Up follows his fascinating story of an average guy who inexplicably developed the ability to access other dimensions. Doctors gave him a clean bill of health and were unable to provide an explanation. Why was this happening to him? With his loving but skeptical girlfriend by his side, Jonas crisscrossed the country as he searched for answers and delved deeper into the thrilling world of the phenomenal and spiritual. Um, and Jonas also hosted, as Rachel mentioned, the series In Deep Shift in 2015, which was 
seen on Oprah's Super Soul Sunday Network. So we're going to talk with Jonas today about what he's been up to since Wake Up and learn a little bit more about um, that documentary and his journey. So Jonas, welcome. Hey guys, how are you? <laughs> we're great. Doing how are you great. Today? How are you? Oh, I'm good. Just uh, looking at the uh, craziness of L.A., never bored. <laughs> it's it's uh, always something. How about you guys? Just I like y'all's nice, chill demeanor. It's nice. You know, it feels oh, very you. Uh, welcoming. Thank you. Uh, well, thank you very much. Um, yeah, I've been looking forward to this for um, quite a while. I was very excited when I reached out and, and you said yes. And I just, I have to tell you, since I have your ear, that um, your documentary is my go-to when I have my skeptical moments, when I'm not feeling well. I just, I always watch it. And um, and it's just, it's really comforting to me because I had not an abrupt awakening like you with, you see so much, but I went from, you know, just this normal, quote, analytical person to to suddenly psychic things happening and, and just my eyes opened up. And um, as you know, that can be a little lonely at first when you're not expecting it. So thank you for putting oh. your story out there. Oh, I really appreciate hearing that. I mean, it's got to feel good. You're like, I'm having a tough day. Let me watch Wake Up. Oh, that guy's a mess. I'm doing great. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a morale booster for everyone. No, I, I get what you're saying, though, and I, I greatly appreciate it. I was uh, terrified to put it out there. I figured this would be an absolute clear suicide, so it's always nice for someone to say, yeah, it wasn't bad, so thank you. Oh, no, it's excellent. It's excellent. So, Yeah, you know, I actually wanted to ask you about that. Um, you know, a lot of people have these kinds of awakenings or um, different things happening in their lives, and they feel that urge to document it or to express it in some way. And sometimes they do, and sometimes they don't, um, out of fear or any a number of other mental scripts that run in their head, like no one's going to watch it or this is selfish of me. So I was wondering, you know, what what made you go through with it and make that commitment during a time when you could barely function, right? Like you were going through enough as it is. Why did you take yeah. on that extra thing of documenting it? Well, I I always feared that this didn't come through, but um, the the spirits that came to me the first night, they told me to expose what was happening. And uh, I'm a documentary filmmaker. I mean, I was actually working on a documentary when this happened. And so um, I was like, okay, I'll just be this guy investigating Mayan ruins or churches, things like that. I didn't realize that... Um, what they had in mind was I am the story and to be vulnerable and go mm-hmm. through all this really intense stuff I was going through. And so it was a uh, wrestling with these guys. I, I did not want to do it. Um, and I'm sure you guys are intuitive. And also, if you look at my body language for the first half of the movie, I mean, you can tell that I want to do anything but be in front of the damn camera. So I always yeah. think it's funny when people go, oh, look at you, this narcissistic piece i'm like no this is not a day at the beach i mean it's definitely me at my most intense rawest freaking out what's going on um not to sound defensive i i wasn't functioning though i was actually working as a producer in uh music videos so that made everything else more absurd but um <laughs> it was that's why i did it but i kept wanting to quit and the spirits would say you're going to regret it and uh you know i'm glad i stuck with it but it was a Making the film was just as hard as going through the stuff because 
I knew the stuff was real. I just wanted it out of my life or to learn how to turn it off. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. No, but, absolutely, yeah. And I think that's and common. You know, when we're doing these things that are really going to be meaningful someday at the moment, you know, it's it's not what we want to be doing. And it's definitely not like you always knew that this was your path to make this documentary to go through that. It just felt foreign at the time, I'm sure. Yeah, it was it was a trip. I mean, um, but yeah, I, I appreciate your words on on the subject. And you know, I'm from a small southern town where kind of w- one way or the highway. And so, you know, I had all the neighbors and family members really worried. <laughs> am I <laughs> am I now a Muslim or, or you know, am I in a witchcraft? And I was, it was just funny because you could I could see some of my family members lean into it and go, "Well, I've had these experiences my whole life. This makes sense to me." Or it was just a huge elephant in the room that no one wanted to talk about. Yeah, I'm sure you guys can relate on some level, right? <laughs> totally. Absolutely. I, I mean, I'm sure you guys got callers that are angry and skeptical and they want to debate, you know. And it's just like, at the time, it was very important, especially for my girlfriend, uh, luckily now my wife, to believe everything I was saying. But now it's just, it doesn't matter to me. It just is what it is. And, uh, you know, you just kind of keep moving. Yes. Mm-hmm. I totally yeah. agree that you get to that point where you just can't worry about what anyone else thinks. This is your truth. And there's a lot of us out there that are totally with you. So we just focus on those people. Um, yeah. And I mean, to me, and some people, it took some people a while to figure this out, but this wasn't all horrible. I mean, I had moments that were, um, I was elated. You know, I'd have like, I would call them these God moments. And to me, having these experiences without a shadow of a doubt proved to me that we survived death. And then it mm-hmm. wasn't a huge jump for me to say, well, if we survived death, there must be some giant light bulb, God, Allah, whatever, I don't care about nomenclature, running the show. And for some people, it took them, you know, a, a bit of time to kind of put that together. But for me, you know, this is fairly exciting news to know that uh, <laughs> when I'm dead, I'm not dead. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, it, it was yep. kind of funny. People would just tilt their heads. It was like, okay, this is boring you? Okay, let's go get a new iPad. You know, it's like it was the biggest light bulb moment of my life. Mm, that's interesting because for me, my part of my awakening process was to face um, my fear of death, which plagued me my whole life. And um, and it's how I got on this journey, actually. I read read one book, and that led me to another, and then all of a sudden I couldn't consume enough, and I, you know. But that whole topic of death. So what what assured you? Like what moment perhaps happened where you feel really confident saying, "Oh, we're not really dead when we're dead." Well, I I can't help myself. Sorry, I always like to ask questions, but I want to ask you how you're doing with that uh, <laughs> struggle with uh, fear of death because that's that that's everybody. You know, yeah. and even I like hearing cats like Ramdas, who's been in the trenches doing this, saying that when he almost crossed over, he had a really hard time. He's like, wow, I'm not even close. And you would think a guy on that caliber would have a map. So this is something we all got to do. So I'm always curious where people are. How are you with your process with that? Um, I have my good days and bad days, I think. Um, I, You know, I've had interesting mystical type things happen to me, telepathic moments. Um, I did an exercise with Rachel one time where we, she felt I had something to release and I let this big ah out of my mouth and it, 
I felt as though I had infinite breath and could go on and on, which so I know that there's something more. It's just I was raised and so for 40 something years cultivating the analytical side of my brain, so that still yaps at me every once in a while. So uh that's why your documentary and 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 work like that is reassuring. Oh, that's nice to hear. Well, that's, I mean, it's like you're making huge steps to it. I mean, I'm uber aware that uh, our time is limited down here, and mm-hmm. I'm uber aware that there are other, I don't know, nomenclature gets in the way, if you want to call it dimensions or mm-hmm. existence or heaven or hell, whatever you want to say. But, um, no, I mean, the, my senses aren't as heightened as they used to be. Thank God I learned to meditate. I learned to tune them down because at one point it was a panatokus. But, you know, I experience this every day, so I, I just, I'm not skeptical. Um, I'm not yeah. saying I've mastered, I have no fear of death. That would just be a silly comment, right? But uh, I do know that everyone makes it through. Uh, yeah. What that architecture is over there, eh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, but I, I'm not that focused on that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I haven't so, talked about Wake Up in a while, so <laughs> I'm a little rusty with it. But I, some of this stuff is just, I just don't really think about that much in... I sometimes forget that not everyone, that some people may find this stuff kind of strange, but to me it's the reason to be down here. I mean, we have to look at this, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so talk to us just a little bit about that, that, you know, at the time you did Wake Up, you were pretty overwhelmed. I remember, you know, watching you sage your apartment, and, and uh, you looked like you just <laughs> couldn't sleep, and it looked, yeah, it was kind of, it was hard to watch you go through that, but now it sounds like you have better control of your senses. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is not an issue. I, meditation taught me how to tune it up and tune it down. And mm-hmm. I don't have crystal clear vision on what that movie is. We filmed 400 hours, you know, which is right. not even a film, you know. And yeah. you have to do certain things to make a film, you know, entertaining. But, yeah, I definitely had highs and lows. I'm not uh, debating that. But, uh, yeah, it was just a pain in the ass when it first opened up because my girlfriend was skeptical, uh, mm-hmm. rightfully so. And we were in a brand new relationship, and you know I'm talking about these different portals or these different entities and spirits I'm seeing, and you know it, it was hard on her, and it was hard for me because I felt completely alone in this, and uh, and I was you know tasked with documenting this and getting it out, and here I'm trying to start my career as a commercial director. I was like, well, this is not going to go over well at all. But um, <laughs> what I've learned is just to trust it. Um, yeah. And when the film came out, I uh, had the privilege of meeting one of my heroes, uh, Adam Yaka, the Beastie Boys, was interested in the film. And, you know, I got to hang out and meet Oprah Winfrey as she put the film out. So it all worked out. But in the beginning, it was hard. So when I meet people that say, hey, I want to open up my crown chakra so I can see these other dimensions, I always try to study the energy and ask why. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it sounds, it sounds like a bad sci-fi movie or a comic book or whatever the thing is, that's my experience, it was challenging and a lot of responsibility and difficult. I didn't want this to be part of what I experienced. The upside is that, in my mind, there is a God or a God or whatever you want to call that, and life does go on after death. Uh, and so that brings in a lot of magic, a lot of love, a lot of curiosity um, to really fulfill my life. So when people say they're bored, I, I can never quite understand what that means now. It mm. <laughs> And also, in a weird way, I treat life seriously, but just not as serious as I used to. You know, it's 
think we're supposed to have a lot more fun down here than what we're led to believe. And, you know, if you know it goes on forever, you know, hey, that's that's kind of a relief. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know how that sounds. I'm kind of grinning as I say this. It's just, you know, the way I learned about God was, you know, one path, and you got this dude who's kind of mad, and then you got his son who seems pretty great. And I hope I'm not offending half your audience, but, you know, as, no. a, as a child getting in the neuron as a nine-year-old, it's like, well, this this game seems rigged. This this sounds this sounds like a pain in the ass. Yeah. And I'm not debating. I, I pray to Jesus. I, I work, well, I pray to angels. But in my viewpoint, all roads lead home. And that's always made a lot more sense to me. And with that understanding, it's also brought a lot of joy. Sorry if I'm all over the place. I'm a... I'm no. No, I think it's great, you know, and we're we're also of the understanding, you know, everybody has their own reality and truth, and we honor all of that, so if you're, whatever you're into is perfectly amazing and awesome for you, like, we're we're not judging here, I mean, we we all have different words, and and that's cool. Right Um, And I understand about, like, the the good parts of it, too. So, yeah, I'm definitely not um, trying to say that it was all bad. I actually went through something very similar. I think the only difference was that I did grow up um, seeing spirits and angels and stuff, except I'd never seen anything negative. And then when I moved into this one house when I was 14, everything opened. Like, my psychic senses blew open, and then I was, it was bad and good, and it was very overwhelming for a oh, couple of years. Yeah. Oh, God bless. Um, yeah, that's such a, <laughs> it's a shell shock. No, I mean, uh, I've always wondered because, you know, some people when I, was, when I was doing this were like, what the hell are you doing? And then give them a couple of drinks in a couple of years, they start sharing things with me or just having questions. Um, and a lot of people have these experiences. I would say most everyone does. Some people pay attention to it and some people dismiss it. Um and so I know a lot of people that grew up with us. And then you have people that kind of explode, like I did, you know, in their 30s as an adult. They both seem to have their series of challenges. But, you know, I know people that have always seen divine things and things of life, which I'm always a bit envious of, you know, because <laughs> I think earlier on when I saw, like, I would just call them lower-level energies, uh, it definitely rang my bell. <laughs> I mean, this is not really what I want to see or deal with. But, um I guess the way I kind of brought around to it is like just like in this reality, you got people that you want to go have coffee with. You got people that you probably want to walk on the other side of the street from. And mm-hmm. it seems to be somewhat the case, you know, in these other places. But like I said, I haven't mapped that stuff out. You know, and people get sometimes anxious about it. Like, oh, do you mean this, that, and the other? It's like, no, I'm just telling you what I've experienced. Hmm. Yeah, it's it is all this big mystery and I do um agree with you there and I've kind of felt that way for a while that life here on earth is is a reflection of the bigger picture. Even things like how the internet's come about and texting and instant messaging to me it's all uh, a mirror of like telepathy, but yet we're doing it on the physical plane. Oh yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah, it's just a theory. <laughs> so. No, no, that that makes sense. I mean, I've heard, uh, we interviewed a guy named Stephen Schwartz who talked about when people had these spontaneous psychic awakenings, and I'm not a huge fan of that word, but again, it's nomenclature, that it's yeah. kind of like the Internet was already there, man. You just turned on your computer. Um, yeah. And for me, it was overwhelming. It seems like for you, you grew up with us around the campfire. 
but a lot of people have premonitory things or uh, syncretic events or super deja vu. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't oh, know yeah. why it's sectioned off. And it's not just the guy with the long hair and the beard and the white robe. I mean, Donald Trump, I, I've never met the guy, but I would say he's probably fairly intuitive to bet a rocket on the level he is as a businessman. And so sometimes I see people that kind of want to partition this stuff off, the holy people or the people that, I don't know, do yoga nine hours a day, which to me is just starting more groups. That's silly. And, and my big takeaway is we're all the one thing down here. Um, so, you know, I would say Donald Trump's probably fairly intuitive guy, you know, which I would say is tapping into the same thing that you're talking about that I'm talking about that, that a lot of people are looking at these days. Um, Absolutely. That makes sense. Yeah. It does. I'm, I actually, I really enjoy um, watching Donald Trump, and <clears throat> I liked his show, and um, and I do think that he kind of channels who he is, and that's why he's so powerful, and he's he's not afraid to just be well, himself. Yeah, I think yeah, he definitely says some dumb stuff, and I don't agree <laughs> with everything, but what yeah. I I think he's authentic, and yeah. people so funny. It's, like, people come in, oh, I don't feel that spiritual. I'm like, dude, I don't even know what that means. If you haven't been meditating, it's like, well, who cares? Mm-hmm. And to me, the whole thing is about, if it's to figure out who you are, you know, a lot of religious texts say that, well, the first step there is just being authentic. And mm-hmm. love the guy, hate the guy, I could care less. I feel like he's pretty authentic. And I think that that's why, a lot, why he's leading the polls. I mean, if you look yeah. at the polls, oh, my goodness, we're, we're politics now. The top two guys, neither one of them are politicians. You know, it's like you kind of see that people are kind of tired of the old song and dance. But anyway, uh, I was yeah. just want to illustrate the point that it's not just for people that are reading tarot cards or studying the Bible. I mean, this is all of us, you know. Oh, absolutely. Um, yep. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think? Um, what do you consider yourself now? Are you a seeker? Are you a spiritual teacher? Not that you need a label, but since we have to use words. Oh, no, I'm in L.A., so everyone has to have a label, and they only want (laughs) a hyphen at most. No, I'm definitely not a teacher. That's nothing I have any interest in. Uh, I'm a filmmaker, and so I like making films that have components of this. And Mm -hmm. I would never say I make spiritual films because – Quite honestly, I would not go watch a bunch of spiritual films because, you know, they're normally a little challenging. Uh, but I like having these truths mixed in with things that I do. Um, mm-hmm. And so even Messenger sounds very grandiose, so please forgive me. But I feel like my job is a little bit to be a bit of a cheerleader and use my skill set as a filmmaker to kind of bring these things out. Mm-hmm. Um, the spiritual teacher thing is a trip, man, because... I've definitely been around the campfire, and I've met a lot of these people, and some of them are fantastic, and some of them I wouldn't trust to, uh, you know, run an aquarium. And mm. so I get funny about, you know, I don't know about you, but for me, I got on this path through pain and through fear. I was scared, and this is what opened mm. up a lot of doors. And so if you're going to be a spiritual teacher, I hold you to have a lot of responsibility that it's not about selling your 17th book that you are to be a service. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if you want to yeah. sell books or sell products, join the Rolling Stones. Don't do mm-hmm. that as a spiritual people. So I'm very kind of hard on this community. Uh, but don't get me wrong. I see a lot of great people with a lot of great messages. But um, 
definitely not my cup of tea. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. I, I've, I have felt the same way at times with that. Um, and yet, you know, we can look at somebody like Oprah who has taken advantage of her audience and, and all that she built over all the years. And then when her show stopped and she shift, shifted more towards doing um, what she's doing now with the Super Soul Sunday and stuff, there's like a commercial aspect there, right? To uh, her ability to share the message. Um, so I well, guess in some ways that can be a good thing. Oh, yeah. No, Oprah is fantastic. So this was not directed to that group by any stretch. I mean, what she's doing is amazing and absolutely honored to be part of that and honored to do some of the work she's doing. Um, No, those people are really vetted and and just I love all her speakers. I love what she's doing because she has a stage and a lot of people are hungry for this information and yeah. I don't want to speak for her but you know I feel very much in alignment that she's having people share stories so other people can learn and I would say that we're all learning from these stories she shared so it, it's a wonderful experience I mean yeah that's why I wanted to tie my wagon up to what she's doing because I feel very much in alignment what this good woman does yeah yeah it's yeah she's really I love that she's brought so much to the general public you know and then somebody like me can can come out and do this radio show and people get it a little bit now. Um, but even like 10 years ago, this stuff wasn't talked about as much in mainstream. No, it wasn't. And she really is, I mean, it's brave. I mean, she's a fearless woman, but I mean, she's bringing out a lot of stuff for people to talk about or debate to think about. And th- that's nothing but a good thing because I, what's the adage? Everyone believes in God in the foxhole. You know, mm, if you're right. on, you start seeking. You may get tired of the quest for a while, but we're all seeking on a daily level, even if it's conscious or in the subconscious. So that level of service that she she's doing, I'm I'm very in admiration of. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Can you talk a little bit about um, how you came to work with her? Like, did she find the film or did you show it to her people? Because that's such a, it just speaks to the power of your film that it was picked up by that network. That's really sweet. Um, I don't know how it got in their hands. Um, I just got a phone call and said that they were interested, and I thought that they were punking me. I thought I was, a joke was being played. <laughs> and, um, you know, it, it's remarkable that uh, she helped get that film out to, you know, for more people to look at. Um and I was lucky enough to meet her. She did an interview with me, my girlfriend at the time, who was rightfully so the skeptic in the film, you know. And mm-hmm. um, we just, she told me about do, wanting to do spiritual content, and that was very much in alignment where my head was, because if you're going to spend three years on a project, you know, give it something of substance. And look, I'm all about checking out at times or watching comedy, but I can't see putting all this effort into doing something unless it has some kind of message around this. Uh, and that led to me doing the show called The Deep Shift with Jonas Elrod, where we looked at other people and how it was for them to walk through the path. Uh, you don't have to start having these metaphysical crises to start opening up to something bigger. And like we were talking about earlier, sometimes pain is what knocks on the door. 
then you start asking, you know, bigger questions about why am I here? What is God? What does all this mean? Um, so that's how all that took form of flight. Hmm. And do you think you're going to do more of the in deep shift, or is that kind of a one time thing for you? Oh, no. Um, I don't think, but I please on the side normally kind of tell me where to go and what to do. Although mm-hmm. I'm very resistant about things, um, there are other things in the works. I can say that. But okay. for me, you know, this is this is the foundation for everything. So this is generally something I want to share in whatever work I'm doing. Um, mm-hmm. I feel the same way about know, my work. <laughs> God bless. You, you know, yeah. it's like uh, we're all attached to the same thing, going the same way, and I just think it's silly not to bring it out. But not in a preachy way. Like, like I said, I wouldn't normally go watch spiritual or religious material. I want to see stories, but I like stories that can speak to that because I, I learn through watching others. Does that make sense? You know, if someone else has figured out how to get through an obstacle, it'll help inform me how to do the same thing. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I love, like, reading. I think because I still work on the fear of death or, you know, that side of me, I love reading near-death experience stories. I saw that you interviewed, um, uh, was it Mary Neal? Is that her? Mary who, Neal, oh, yeah. Yeah, who drowned, and I read her book, which was fascinating. And, and hers, um, and maybe you have something to say on this subject, like um, when people have a near-death experience and have – a, a vision and they have um, an experience talking with guides and all that. It's, it, it's interesting how sometimes it is influenced by what religion they were raised in. And, and I think that just is us translating what we do know or how we have perceived this current reality into that afterlife, into that energy. Um, so if, if you were raised believing in Jesus and his message, sometimes you will see him because that's what, you know what? What is your thought on that, and and how um, NDEs vary so much there? Well, that's a huge question. Mm-hmm. One, Mary Neal was awesome. I really loved spending time with her and her family, and she's one of these people that I've been fortunate enough to meet. And a lot of people with Super Soul Sunday is the integrity, you know, mm-hmm. and she. Knows what she experienced. She did not care if I believed her in the least. Of course, you know, it wasn't a stretch for me. Right. And she knows that she is to be part of service. And I have a lot of admiration about that. Um, but her story floored me. And, and some of my crew would make it in deep shifts. Some of them were atheists. Some of them were agnostics. Some were seekers. And there was a lot, <laughs> a lot to talk about at the end of every day. So it even sparked some really nice discussions within my own group. Um, but to me, even for the most ardent uh, reductionists or atheists, this woman was dead over 26 minutes. I mean, dead. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she went to the spirit world, heaven, nirvana, whatever you want to call it. Uh, prophecies were shown to her of what would happen. All these things unfolded. And she's just a remarkable woman of living uh, in grace and truth of her experience, which, like I said, it, it really moved and kind of forced me to up my game a little bit. You know what I mean? Um, now, as far as what people experience over there, um, it seems around the gamut. I mean, I was certainly very interested in NDEs at one point. Uh, my own experience, I've seen things that 
people would consider uh, Christian-based, and I've seen things based in other religions that I didn't mm-hmm. study. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm fully uh, all roads lead home kind of guy. I mean, yeah. I, I just I, I don't buy this uh, vengeful God thing, and that was part of the liberation of waking up. Because, uh, you know, I did want to get on his bad side. I mean, it's, it's like quite the drag. So, um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I I just pray to show me if that's not the truth. But I, I just, I believe we all just go to another room in the house. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it is not all this horror and vengeance. It's small love and connection. Yeah. I, I, did you have I'm going to my in a second, so. <laughs> I'm sorry? Break, break out the guitar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, did you have any experiences or do you have any thoughts on that we don't just come to Earth, that there's, you know, beings on other star systems that we communicate with and 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 that kind of thing? Well, this is always a funny one to me, not the question, but just where people are. So when I was making wake up, some people were totally fine with dead people or, or spirits. Mm-hmm. But if aliens came up, they would just go, that's crazy, just roll their eyes. That's just silly. Or vice versa. Well, okay, I can deal with other aliens because scientifically it's a pretty big galaxy. Other less time I check. But dead people, well, that's just crazy, which I find hilarious. All I know is there used to be a bottom to a swimming pool. Now there's no bottom, so I have no idea. I'm open. Um, I don't. Some people get too open. Like, I, I think you're supposed to keep the five pounds of dog food we call a brain in our head for on for a reason, but I'm just open to it. Um, I've had experiences that have been interesting. I, I can say that, and that's probably as far as I want to go with it, but um, it's just a big universe. So I, I, I think just about anything's possible. Um, and it, it's kind of where I go with um, just belief in general. Like, agnosticism makes a lot of sense to me, a whole lot of sense. And you see people of all walks are agnostic or like atheism makes no sense to me. That's almost, and I don't fault people or criticize. I don't care. I really don't. But to say there's nothing out there seems kind of silly. And being this hardcore fundamentalist that's never really had an experience, maybe they're doing it out of fear or maybe anger. I don't know. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me either. So just kind of staying open to where the experience brings makes total sense. And so, I guess I'm kind of dancing around the question. I, I think just about anything is possible because it's infinite. <laughs> mhm. That's cool. Yeah, it is a very polarizing subject. You know, people who are really open and into a certain, you know, a lot of this stuff will just kind of, like you said, just it's crossing a line, right? If, if aliens are brought up, so I just figured I'd ask what your what your experience was there. Yeah, I, I don't so, know what that's about, but, yeah, people get funny. You can uh, do tarot yeah. cards and burn stage and feathers up your butt. That's fine. But if you bring up maybe there's other life forms, like, oh, my goodness, you are absolutely crazy. Well, dude, I've been crazy this whole conversation. Why are we starting with it now? So, right. I don't mm-hmm. know. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I, I had my thoughts this morning. <laughs> so, um, How about you? Do, you? do you? Go ahead. Yes. I do, yeah. I'm very yeah. um all my life though. So it, it even though it's been it was always at the other side of my comfort zone and it still kind of is, I think because of the general opinion of it being so closed off. But yeah, it's definitely a different comfort zone than just the spirit thing. It's like you start talking about aliens, you better be in the right room, you know? 
Right. No, I, I totally get it. Uh, it's just, yeah. I don't really look into that sort of thing, but, you know, we don't know we don't know. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's it's fine that it's a personal experience and that everyone is going through their own um, opinion of that. You know, it's, it's perfect. It's, it shouldn't be any other way, you know. Amen. So um, you mentioned at the beginning that you basically were told by whatever you want to call them, spirit guides, that um, you should definitely, you know, make this documentary and, and document this. Are you still, do you still have a close relationship with guides? Is that something that helps you in your everyday life today? I, I do. I don't hear that well. Um, I can hear a little bit, but uh, they try to guide me along, so I don't want, like, a complete knucklehead down here. Um, <laughs> they were very, you know, straight with me about, you need to document what's happening to you, even though that was very hard to do, and uh, they they guide me here and there. But the, the funny thing is I'm uber aware that I'm never alone, you know, and so that's mm-hmm. kind of helped curb some silly behaviors I would have. And so mm-hmm. that kind of pushed me to kind of work on my own BS to try to grow a little bit, evolve. I don't want to sound like a uh, postcard for some kind of movement, but, you know, our time's limited down here, and I would look at people around my parents' age, and they're, you know, mid-60s, and they didn't always seem very happy, so I try to grow and work on my stuff, and having spirits around me that I know are kind of keep an eye on everything uh, helps me to do that. That's super. Um, that's super comforting. I'm envious of you to to uh, to know that, like in your heart, because I do I do want to feel that, and I don't think I've totally felt it yet. I think the skeptical, the analytical side of me is like, really, we have cheerleaders up there. It almost sounds too yeah, good I would, to be true. <laughs> I would definitely call them cheerleaders. Well, here's the thing: maybe I wasn't that smart, so it wasn't hard for me to see and experience this. And maybe you're very smart, so it's taken a second for that to come through. But um, yeah, I would definitely call them cheerleaders, and we're never alone. And I don't think this life is exactly what we've been sold. And I think it really is time to have a little bit more joy, fun, whatever we can while we're down here. Uh, I don't think it's supposed to be this treacherous, tragic struggle that we've also kind of been sold. Um, so. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. Um, yeah, there's that. Um, do you... I, a few years ago, especially kind of in the middle of my awakening and, and all that, one thing I did was got rid of cable and stopped watching the news. And it, it made things easier for me, but sometimes I feel like I stick my head in the sand a little bit, um, not being aware of all the suffering and all the politics going on. How about you? What? How do you look at the news and all that? Does it not bother you anymore? I, I'm just curious. Oh, no, su- suffering definitely bothers me. I mean, um, I just... Being anxious and amped up 24-7 in this life does not seem like a smart way to go. Mm-hmm. And our programming, I'm not like one of those guys, but it's kind of designed that way. You know, there should be a news show. It's just good news. We're just going to talk about good shit for the next hour. That's what we should yeah. be putting out there. But it's always the most horrific. And we, we can't put blinders on. I mean, no one should do that. There's grave amounts of suffering. Um, that we need to be aware of, and when we can help, or however we can help, we most certainly should. But I don't really pay attention to the things like I used to. Um, 
and I, I don't really know how to go any deeper into that. But, yeah, you don't want to cut yourself off, but you also don't want to drink the Kool-Aid. Does that make sense? Without, yeah. I hope that makes sense because it's not mm, – it's part of a bigger problem. Uh, that's about as far as I want to go with that. Sorry. <laughs> mm, no, that's okay. <laughs> no, I mean, I think um, what I've decided to do in the last few years is just kind of make sure that, well, my vibration is up. And and I'm following joyful things, taking care of my family, and looking where I can help. But I, hopefully, my little drop in the bucket, being happier, spreads outward. God bless. Uh, I would say it does, uh, most definitely. Uh, that doesn't mean you don't help other people, but I don't think I think you got to start with you. And now I'm starting to sound like a, a Hallmark card, but the idea <laughs> or the, or the stewardess on the airplane. Yeah, I mean, you gotta, yeah, you gotta start with you. Uh, you gotta start repairing you, and then I think that light spreads out. That doesn't mean not to help people. Of course you do, but I don't think you do it backwards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like uh, we've all done it on some level, whether it's a lover or uh, an employer or a parent. Um, you know, I would attract every crazy woman in the world, and I would date every crazy woman in the world. This is coming from the guy that went crazy. Uh, because they don't want to deal with my own stuff. You know what I mean? And then you mm-hmm. get to a point where you pull in who you're supposed to be with or have longevity with because you're starting to work on your own stuff. Um, I think it has to start that way. Yeah. I think. I could be wrong. I mean, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's the working thesis. It seems to be working out fine. It's working, yeah. So I've got a question about your work. Um so you mentioned that after this awakening happened to you, you you still do the same thing. You're making movies, but the concepts that you wanted involved in those projects became a little bit more of the spiritual. Um, did that happen naturally? Were you able to find a way to work that in naturally? Did people approach you that were more in resonance, or did you have to figure out how to find those people? Uh, no, I think that I've been fighting my way through the jungle the whole time. I just projects or things that I would have done before, um, I won't do now. Um, mm-hmm. And that sounds like a slow to a mystery. It's like, what was he doing? It wasn't that. It's just, if I'm going to spend years doing something, I want to have a deeper message. And for me, it's like, uh, as a kid, you know, Star Wars, that was a bomb. I love that movie. And if you, you know, as an adult, I know that's based on uh, Campbell's stuff. The Campbell, Joseph Campbell. And it's a big, you know, silly sci-fi western, but there's, like, deeper truths in it. And I would rather, I would just rather put something out that gets people thinking, imagining, opening up, dreaming, as opposed to scything, collapsing, you know. What was the show, Honey Boo Boo? <laughs> he had his kid mm. drinking Red Bull, getting amped up, running around the house. Or, like, I just would rather put my energy as something that would be more helpful. So uh, I'm more cautious with projects I take on, and I like I like the subject. I think we need more outlets yeah. to talk about this sort of thing. Like, I don't know sometimes why it's taboo. Like, if you have a religious friend, he's like, oh, that's Tom, our religious friend. It's like, why is that his label? I mean, we're all going to die last time I checked. And the fact, I, I just think we should look at what this is. What's this me- mechanism? What are we doing here? What's the point? Um, even if you don't find an answer, even if you find it to be pointless, that's fine. But I think that that's part of the way that we're going to evolve, you know, is to see what this is. Mm-hmm. So if I'm any kind of cheerleader on the side, I'm all for it. 
was terrible. You know, that's We lost you for a second. Are you still there? Oh, okay. Hey, okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. It's on about shooting for this thing. You know, it's, uh, it's worth talking about. It's worth looking into. So if people are getting the same urge, maybe they can't see that it's from a spirit, but if they're going through something, an awakening, or they feel like they want to share their journey, but they're scared just like you were, they, or they didn't want to do it or in resistance, do you have any advice for people like that? Um, about sharing their journey? Um, well, I, I don't know if it's mandatory to do that. Um, I think it's important to meet people that are trying to look at the same thing you are so you can have a mirror to bounce things off of. Um, but, you know, if they're moved to share their story in a book or a movie, I mean, by all means, it's just... Uh, it can be very helpful for others. It can also perhaps be cathartic for the person doing it. Uh, as far as advice, I mean, I just tied a blindfold on and leaned forward, and the rest kind of happened. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just like, I, I mean, I was either very brave or, or, or foolish or a little bit of both, but uh, I'm glad I did it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of people are waking up in a myriad of ways. You don't have to start seeing things or hearing things, but people are waking up to an understanding. And I think spreading that around the campfire is a very important, wise thing to do because it'll wake other people up. It'll help other people to grow. And that's why, you know, again, I really love what Oprah's doing because she's allowing that to happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, I, I'm i not trying to plug a bunch of stuff, but she has a miniseries coming out on OWN. It's mid-October. I think it's October 18th called Belief. And yeah. it's a seven-night miniseries, and it, it, I, I was lucky enough to see a couple episodes, blew my socks off. So you should definitely uh, check that out and have your listeners check that out. It's an incredible uh, miniseries about what is belief, how do we fit in, what is God, you know, meaning of life kind of stuff. It, it is fantastic. Awesome. I did. Excellent. I saw the trailer for that, and it looked amazing. So, oh, I'm glad oh, that it, you it is. it. Oh, I, I, me and my wife saw it. We cried through two hours of it. it it's fantastic. Wow. wow. So, and and how is Mara doing? I had um, read at one point that she kind of had her own spiritual awakening, or she is she still your sidekick skeptic, or um, or has she? No. Um, Mara is doing great. Uh, we're married. We're happy. Awesome. Uh, we don't really sit around and talk about spirituality or quantum physics but it's just kind of part of our life yeah and i would say we probably see more eye to eye now than we used to and she's taught me a lot of things and i probably showed her a thing or two and mm-hmm. i mean we uh we're really happy so <laughs> no complaints there that's awesome well you looked happy in the in the documentary i mean you could just see and feel that relationship um so i'm i'm happy to hear that that's awesome well, she seems awesome well, thank you. No, yeah, I'm very, she's... very blessed to found her. I appreciate your words on that. Yeah, I think the most beautiful moment was when you were in, like, a Buddhist temple and, and you talked with the one young lady and she told Mara what her name meant, um, that it meant illusion or some, something to that effect. And it was um, it was a beautiful moment that you guys shared. Yeah, 
yeah, she she shifted from that, and she understood her namesake, and it gave her permission to say, so what, or why is this important, or is it real, uh, mm-hmm. to, you know, this one of the tenets of Buddhism. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had I shifted, uh, and then, I don't want to give the whole film away, but um, since we're talking about it, I should say this, it's free, if anyone cares to see it, it's on Netflix, you don't have to pay mm-hmm. for it, it's absolutely free, and I'd love you to check it out. Um, and it is just an honest, raw portrait of uh, two people stumbling through the spiritual path again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it was just so real and nitty-gritty. That's why I love it. I, I send it to friends all the time, anyone who comes to me, because they know now I'm kind of, oh, Megan, I'm into the spiritual stuff. So it's funny how many friends start coming to you with questions and um, yeah, and I always point them there. I'm like, you know, you could watch this. It's pretty interesting because because of the way that you went and looked at all different um, practices that people have in spirituality. There's no one right answer, and you looked at I, a little I bit of everything. I don't think so. Yeah, I yeah. think all arrows point in the same direction. I uh, yeah I, yeah, which was liberating because you know you're kind of it's it's kind of like getting a bank loan, right? It's like well, this bank is offering me this percentage, but shit, what, sorry, what if this is the wrong bank to go with? Should I go with that one? So I kind of make these jokes about religion. You know, it's it's a tough one. But, you know, I think everyone has to get to their own personal truth of what that is. And who knows, maybe your own personal truth dictates where you go next. I, I don't know. I just know that everything seems to work out just fine. Yep, it does. That's it wonderful. Well, we know well, you have to you. go, but I just wanted to thank you so much for being on. This was really a pleasure to speak with you. Guys, thanks so much for having me on. It's been a lot of fun, and hopefully I wasn't rambling like a crazy person the whole time through, and uh, thanks for what y'all are doing. No, no rambling at all. I, I love listening to you and your perspective, and thank you for your work, and um, we'll look forward to seeing more of your uh, your stuff coming out. Do you have a project or anything that we should be looking for, or things are still just in the works right now? Uh, things are in the works, but yeah, I, I think I'll be back on TV fairly soon. But uh, definitely check out Belief, Oprah's new miniseries. Uh, Wake Up is on Netflix. I yep. think some people put some deep shift on YouTube. I mean, uh, and then obviously all the other wonderful stuff out there. So uh, thank you so much for having me. Thank, thank you, you. Have a great day. Right. Take care, guys. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, bye. Bye. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's Wonderful. Uh, so Yeah. He's very authentic. <laughs> yeah, he's just very authentic. Yeah. Just like you as you know, there's just no airs about him, there's no pretending. He he's just right out there. This is who I am, this is what I'm experiencing and I love that. I love that. I think you and I do the same thing or we try to. Mhm. Yep. Yeah, all we know is our own experience, right? And that doesn't need to invalidate anyone else's. So That's correct. It's a great mm-hmm. way to be. Mm-hmm. And I just love, you know, his his journey through his work really mirrors yours and many of the people who are listening to this show where after you have some experiences like this and you kind of get into this whole spiritual rabbit hole, your work does change, you know. And Very much. and I think that that's a that's a big deal. It's a you're making your life more in resonance to who you really are. And, it can definitely up your impact and your quality of life. It definitely can. I mean, work, we all have to do something with our time every day. 
And um, so we call it work or play or whatever. We make money or we don't. But whatever it is we're doing, you know, there should be authenticity to it and it should feel joyful or at least in alignment with who you are. Um, And if it doesn't, just start making different choices towards when it does because it's, you know, it's always changing. What, What I like today, I might not like tomorrow, but as long as it's fun today, I'll keep doing it. Yeah. So when you first watched Wake Up, what was your initial reaction? Uh, well, I think I, you know, I had started uh, reading, you know, working on the fear of death and, and reading about that. And I got exposed to really ideas that I always thought were just ideas and not real. So when I watched the movie and I listened to him and and he was so down to earth and he was explaining the things that he was seeing and they they used some computer graphics to kind of illustrate a little bit what he was seeing and how things are energetic and all i just realized wow you know this this is happening to an average guy and so what i'm experiencing it's real i'm not making this up so i just I think I just felt reassured, and I and I go to that movie um, either when I'm just not feeling well because I can just watch it any time, really, um, or when I need to pick me up, or or just that um, that reassurance that there's so much more that we can't see with our regular senses. So mm-hmm. yeah, so I think that's what I felt, just kind of reassured and like I wasn't alone. Yeah, yeah. And I really like how it? it had. Well, I felt very, um, I mean, I could relate to it because mm-hmm. even though I grew up seeing things, it, you know, I didn't have the label of psychic and I'd never seen anything negative. And so when I went through my huge blowout, <laughs> I like to call it, um, I didn't know if I was, I mean, I knew I wasn't crazy, but I, I didn't really know what to make of anything. And I was 14 and so... My dad was bumping up against his religious views of am I crazy? We didn't really know how to deal with it, you know, and and I could understand his confusion and his frustration and with the relationship with his girlfriend, like she just didn't know what to make of it and that's what I experienced with my family. So I felt for him. I really, really I could relate. And mm-hmm. I think that I almost went into the movie with like a little bit of hesitance because I didn't want to watch. I don't know. I just I felt a little resistance in watching it. But when I did, I felt the same way you did. He's just so real and so down to earth, and he's really he's not playing anything up. He's not you know showing off. He's not doing anything. He's just capturing the moment and mm-hmm. I think that's really the beauty of it whether you have experienced anything like that or not or want to or don't want to you're really just watching a really special moment and you can take away whatever you do yep I totally agree yeah yeah it's it's a it's a unique project so mm-hmm. yeah 
So we encourage all our listeners to check it out when they feel ready to watch it. it like Jonah said, it's on Netflix. Just search on Wake Up. And, and for me, I, I shared it with my husband, who's always been supportive of my journey, even though he himself doesn't feel compelled to, you know, research and learn and get into all this like I did. Um, he actually, I think, is just knows who he is <laughs> more than I did, which is kind of cool. Um, but he watched the movie with me, and I just kind of looked at him and said, you know, some of what Jonah's experienced, I've experienced in a much more mild way, but this is what I'm interested in. You know, what do you think? He's like, no, it's cool. So it's also helpful if you, yeah, if you're in a relationship with someone who's not totally into what you're into, it kind of explains it, I think, mm-hmm. to somebody, somebody else. So I found it useful for that as well. Awesome. Great. Well, we're um, going to put all of these links in the blog post for this episode. So um, a link to Jonah's episode with Alanis Morissette of Deep in Deep Shift is on YouTube, and I'll link to that. Also to Netflix and the movie and everything else he's got going on, including the Oprah miniseries we'll put in there as well. So check out Soulfulpreneur in the next few days, and you'll be able to find that. And we thank you for listening. This has been a great episode, and we're just so happy we can share this with you. Sounds great. Well, thank you, Rachel, for indulging me and and having Jonas on. It was really a lot of fun. (laughs) It was great. It was really (laughs) wonderful. All right, everyone, we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Have a great day. Bye.